Well, good morning, everybody. As Nathan's already said, things are not normal. <laughs> and I think we all know that. I think we're all feeling it in many different ways as the weeks move on. And um, this particular sermon, I actually knew I was going to be speaking on March 29th, quite a while ago. And actually, um, my life was supposed to be very different this last week. I was actually supposed to have been in Puerto Rico a week ago with the seniors from Abundant Life Christian School on their senior class trip. And so I started working on this sermon way back in January with my arts team because we wanted to be the arts-focused service. And so we decided to put all these cool things together and we were working on that and the goal was to have it done before I went to Puerto Rico so that when I got back since there was only a few days between getting back and having the sermon that we could just finalize things and go well many many things changed the world changed for many of us I obviously didn't go to Puerto Rico nor did the seniors Um, we all started to see that sometimes the plans that we lay change and the Lord knows those plans and he knows the plans that he has for us so all that to say um, this service was supposed to look one way and it's going to look differently and that's okay what's been exciting is to see my arts team the tech team everybody just kind of join together and say hey we're going to figure this out and we're still going to do something so that is exactly what's happening right now um Sorry, I'm getting distracted by lots of tech people doing things, and I'll try not to do that. Trying to look at the cameras and seeing people run back and forth. (laughs) Um, As you know, my world is up in the tech world, so to be down here on stage while the tech world is going on is difficult for me. So I'll try to not look up there. Um, (laughs) The Lord wanted us to continue to say things to you, wonderful, beautiful, artistic things, but we had to figure out a new way to do it. So we are um, doing that. You're going to see some unusual things in this service. The service might be a little different than a normal service. The other thing you're going to see, which I will talk in detail about later, is um, just about what's going to happen with a devotional we had planned. My team had planned to give you all a devotional when you were here, But instead, we're going to do it in a different way, and I'll talk about that toward the end of the service. So, how am I feeling right now? How are you all feeling? Blah, right? (laughs) In many ways, we're happy and joyful. We are knowing that God is on the throne. We are trusting in him, but in many ways, deep in the midst of us, there's some stuff going on. And the title of my sermon is The Journey of Longing, and that whole thing is supposed to be about what is it, what long for, what do we long for in life, and turning and longing for the Lord. But instead, we have kind of found within the last weeks that we're longing for different things than I think I thought about before. When I first started this sermon, we talked about longing for wealth, longing for um, relationships, all sorts of things, and I'm sure we all still long for those things. But I decided instead to focus on some things that I think at least I'm longing for right now, and I know many of you are. So I just want to go through those really quick so that we can try and figure this out together. I by no means have this all figured out, but I want to talk about this journey of longing, what it means to long for Christ, and what that looks like to us in the midst of longing for other things so that we can do this together. So first, what's the first thing I feel like I've been longing for is security. Um, In a time where things are kind of up in the air, we don't know what's going on with our health. We don't know what's going on with our jobs. 
We don't know what's going on with our schooling. We have a lot of anxiety about things. We have physical, financial, emotional, mental anxiety about things that we're like, we just need to feel secure. I know that's something I've been thinking about, and many of you have, and I feel that that's a longing that is around us in these days. The second longing I feel like I'm sensing for all of us very strongly is that longing for community in a way that we we normally have community. We want to do things with our friends. We want to be at church physically. We want you all to be here with us physically. We want to hug people, and we have to stay six feet away from them or more. There are so many things about community we're not experiencing right now, and so I feel there's a deep longing for community. Another thing we're longing for is just normalcy just for things to go back to normal. Over and over again, we're saying, well, when things are back to normal, when this is all over. Well, before this started, we're all just saying, we want things to go back to the way they were. We're longing for things to be normal. Another thing we're longing for is freedom. (laughs) This is a hard one. I mean, I felt it if you haven't. It's not like we don't have freedom, but we don't have freedom. I was the past couple of days, obviously, since Tuesday, I've been in my house a lot, um, just kind of doing work from home. And I've been in my house so many times in the world. I never felt trapped before, but suddenly just because I can't really just go do whatever I want, I feel trapped. I found myself just like walking out and standing on the front step occasionally because then I felt like I could at least get out of the house and, go, and feel like I could get out. Of course, I went for walks and things, but still it was just this random urge to go stand outside because I could. So we're longing for freedom. And then I think another thing, at least for people who have personalities like me, it's what we think of as our jobs and what we're doing every day, and maybe not even just our occupation, but the things we do every day. We're longing for accomplishment. I mean, you know, what's happening every day? I get up, I do some work, I watch a Netflix video, I pet the cat, I do that again. (laughs) It's like right now we're like, I need something to do. I need plans. I need things to look forward to. I need accomplishment. And even beyond that, I need to make things better. Something inside of us is saying, I need to accomplish. I need to fix something because we all see that the world isn't right. And so we have this desire to just like, I want to do something or we just don't want to do anything. And so there's this longing for accomplishment that we're, that we're missing that in our lives. So all of that to say is that journey that we're on is those are, I guess, some of the things I feel like I'm longing for and I'm sure you're longing for. But the question is then how do we long for Christ? Because really that's what we're supposed to be doing on this journey of longing that we have. And so my question is what does even longing for Christ look like and how do we know what it, what it involves. And so my first go-to, which is the main scripture I chose for this sermon way back in January when things were different, is from Psalms. It's Psalm 63, 1 through 5. And David was an artist. I love David. I love reading the Psalms because I don't know if he just gets us artists, but Everything he says, I'm like, yes, I feel that way. He uses poetry and song to express himself. And so this scripture, the entire psalm, is absolutely beautiful. But I'm just going to read verses 1 through 5 to you 
Before we start, I want to say this. This is the heading in my Bible at the top of this. A Psalm of David regarding a time when David was in the wilderness of Judah. So remember that when David wrote this psalm, this poem, this song, he was in the wilderness. And he, if you're in the wilderness, you're you're feeling a little lost, you're feeling a little separate, you're feeling a little isolated, you're longing for a lot of things like security, community, normalcy, freedom, and maybe accomplishment. And so I think if we can remember that as we listen to David's words about where he was in his life, we might be able to see how it might mean something in our lives. So here's Psalm 63, 1 through 5. Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I praise you as long as I live. Lifting up my hands to you in prayer, you satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. It's such a beautiful expression of longing, of what I see as the correct longing for God, longing for Christ. And what David's longing shows us is why longing is so important. He uses metaphors in it to help us understand how he's feeling. He says he's searching. We all know what it means to search for something. He says he thirsts. I love that metaphor because we all know what it's like to feel thirsty. When you thirst and you just, you just need something, your throat's dry, your, how, everything you're focused on is what you're missing. And when you are longing for God, he is the only thing that can quench that thirst. And how does David fulfill that longing for God? Well, it's easy. He says not only how he longs, but he says, I've seen you in your sanctuary. He's gone to worship the Lord. And then he's seen his unfailing love, and he's praising God. He's worshiping and praising God. And that is how he's saying, I need to fulfill this longing of having you, so I'm going to worship and praise you because that is how I connect with you. That is how I become intimate with you, and that is how I find you. I'm going to pray to you. I'm going to talk to you. And the result that David talks about is being satisfied far beyond the richest feast and having joy. And so I think it's a beautiful picture of what this journey of longing is supposed to be like for us. This longing for Christ, but a longing that when we intimately connect with him is fulfilled and satisfaction and joy is brought about. Now, many of you um, are not songwriters, are not um, David, and so this scripture might resonate with you, but I want to tell you a little bit about how I see the journey of longing too, just my personal feelings, and I hope you can think about how you personally feel about it too. I could say that I have a Psalm 63 concept of what longing is too, but it's not at all the same as David's. Um, it actually happened when I, um, f- we were working on this sermon, and I had heard this song before, but totally forgot it existed, and one of my arts team members brought it up, and um, I listened to the song, and there's just something within me that said, this is my longing for God. This describes my longing for the Lord. And I wanted to share that with you, so in a minute, um, we're going to watch a video, and the video is actually that song, but it's one of our arts team members who was going to originally be here and dancing for it, dancing the song for you live. Um, instead, 
uh, two of my arts team members, Nellie, who's the dancer, and Joseph, who's the videographer, um, put this together for you guys so you could still understand what I have to say about how I feel about longing for the Lord and what that might look like in a non, um, not non-biblical, but a biblical sense, but in a more modern world where we maybe don't talk like David or we don't have those same feelings. As an artist, I often um, express myself through song and dance, and so dance is important to me. So we're going to watch this video right now, um, and the name of the song is She Looks to the Sky. As you can hopefully see when you see this lovely dance and the words that go along with it, there is a definitely a description of what it means to long for the Lord in a different way. I'm going to repeat a couple of the lyrics that specifically stand out to me and express how I see longing for the Lord to be. Um, obviously, it talks about Jesus. She's, they say she is loved by the greatest of all who have walked in the world. He lives far away. Still, she spends all her days content with only his words. Um, this is a Christian author wrote this song and this idea that as she looks to the sky, she's looking for Jesus and she's content with his words because that is what she has. And it says she often walks alone, but never is she lonely. It's companionship. We see that this longing isn't filled with sorrow. It's filled with beauty and companionship. It can be seen on her. It's evident and it's beautiful. It's, she looks to the sky, she points everything toward him. And it says, though you cannot see him, you cannot deny she's drenched in his love. Again, that's something that's evident and it's living and working. That when we're longing for Christ, it's evident on us because what he has for us, the things he gives us, become apparent in us. It says, you can offer her anything, but her affections are for him only. That anything in the world is not as great as the Lord. All the day long she sings sweetly. She says he speaks to her mind. She's only rich with affliction, yet a bitter word you won't find. She lives with assurance he loves her too deeply to let such distance remain. She's brimming with longing for him to come calling and to sweep her away. And so you can see that the longing is in the words of this song, And it's fulfilled by looking to Jesus and longing to be with him. But it's not a stagnant longing. It's an active longing. It's a longing that's filled with love. It's a longing that walks, even though it seems to be alone. It's not. It's a longing filled with compassion. It's a longing that has many things of the Lord evident. And so the result is, when you see someone with this kind of longing, you see the Lord And you want to know who that person is that's causing this to happen in that person's life. It brings assurance. It brings companionship, contentedness, and great intimacy. And so I just wanted to share a little bit of not only how David looked at longing for the Lord, but how I see longing for the Lord. And now that we kind of have a picture of what longing for the Lord might look like, and how we go about that longing and how the Lord responds and the results of when we become intimate with the Lord, the results. I want to talk about actually those five things we already mentioned, our longings, and talk about how Jesus responds specifically to each of those longings. I think it's important to look at Jesus' life, to look at what he said 
as he ministered that responds to these longings that we're feeling with right now. Because even though these longings might be new to us today in the situation we're in, they're not new. Jesus is aware of them. So let's start our journey of longing together by looking how Jesus responds to each of our longings. So how does Jesus, first of all, respond to the longing about security? The scripture I want to give you is Matthew 6, 25 to 34. I feel like this is a really great scripture that came to my mind and I read when I was thinking about my own feelings of being, feeling like I wanted more security. I'm only going to read verses 25 and 26 and 31 through 33 for you. And here's those script, that scripture from Matthew. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, life isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your Heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to them than they are? Can you call your worries, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? So don't worry about things, saying, what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your Heavenly Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So I know we've heard this scripture over and over and over again. I mean, right? And like every time anybody worries about anything, they're like, remember the birds. Okay, great. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you a little story about what happened to me just this past week. As I've been working from home more, and I told you I get like, I can't stay in this house any longer. I'll go for a walk. And um, I was particularly anxious the other day, not specifically about what's going on situationally in the world right now, but just things. And I'm like, I'm going to just go for a walk because that'll help. I'll pray. And so I was walking and praying, and we have a gazebo in a green area behind the condo where we live. And so I sat down in the gazebo, and it's just weird right now. Even when you're walking, sometimes you don't see anybody. Like I, hadn't seen, I didn't see anybody the entire time I was out that day. And I sat in this gazebo in the middle of the day, never saw anybody, but what I had all around me I didn't hear cars, I didn't hear people, I heard birds. They were jumping around, there was robins just having a great old time doing, I don't know, whatever robins do. And then there was these cardinals, male cardinals that were just like back and forth and back and forth having conversations, even saw a blue jay. I mean, as I sat there, all I could think was the craziness of the world around me I I don't feel secure in what's going on with, you know, everything changing at church and what we have to do to do that. I don't feel secure with this whole virus that's going around the world. I don't feel secure about anything that's happening right now. And these birds are acting like nothing's happening. Because they were. It's like, how could all of the world and nature go on and not know this is happening to us? Because it's not just happening to me, it's happening to the whole world. And then... I was reminded of this scripture. You know, the birds do what God created them to do. They sing, they eat, they fly around. They're marrying me peace and joy watching them. And if I could only stop and remember to seek God and do what he has for me to do above all else, to live righteously, then he will give me everything I need. And there was something in the midst of watching those birds where that's all I could hear was birds. No people, no cars, nothing going on. 
just the reminder that the Lord is near, that he has created us, and he's aware of us, and just like he takes care of those birds, and they go on, we can too. So, how does Jesus respond to community? Our longing for community. Here I thought of John 14, 16 through 21, and I'm going to read specifically verses 16 through 18 for you. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because he isn't, it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I won't abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. That reassurance that the Lord has not abandoned us, but that he's also given us the Holy Spirit within our lives to be constant companion to us is so important. The cool thing is the Holy Spirit doesn't need Zoom or Facebook. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you, but I've spent the whole week on Zoom and Facebook and all these things, which we are so grateful for having. But at some point, you just sit there and go, this is not the same. Zoom doesn't, like, do the same thing for me that being in each other's presence is. But I am so grateful for those, that technology, so I can stay in community with people. But the even greater thing is that I don't need that to be in connection with Jesus and with God because the Holy Spirit's here in me, and that connection is there. Do we remember to look when we're feeling lonely, when we're feeling disconnected, when we're needing a hug, do we remember to go to the Holy Spirit and to Jesus and be like, hey, help me here. I need community. I don't think I do. I think I think, well, I thought, first of all, think about how I can't talk to the people I want to talk to, and then I go find Facebook or Zoom or a text message or whatever so that I can. But Jesus is saying, I've given you something to bring complete community to you, to be in community with me. And all you have to do is to talk to me. You have to remember the Holy Spirit is within you and that has been given to you by me so that you can be in community. We are in community with the Trinity and that is mind-boggling and unable to be really understood, but it's true. The third longing that we have is for normalcy and I hear this one a lot and it was funny when I thought about this how is Jesus responding to me about my longing for normalcy um I had a lot of things filtered through my head but the one thing that kept coming up was like I was like that doesn't make any sense until I sat down and went what are you saying Lord and then I went oh that does make sense so here this is from John 15 1 through 5 I'm not gonna read the whole chap the whole section of passage, but I really encourage you to take a look at it this week when you have time. Um, It's where it talks, Jesus talks about being the vine and us as the branches. And again, another really familiar passage for many of us. But the thing that I got out of it was, I think, speaking specifically out of verse 5, which says this, yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I am them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And when I'm looking for normalcy, I'm just looking to be. (laughs) To be and not have to think about all this stuff 
and worry about all this stuff. And what this scripture about the vine and the branches reminded me is that I'm connected to Jesus, and he is amazing. He's life-giving, he bears fruit, and if I remain in him, he will remain in me, and I will bear fruit. And I know that can be another scripture for accomplishment or many of the things we talk about. For, for me, it reminded me that I am attached to the living king of the world and that I can rest and just be because that attachment, his bearing fruit, if I remain in him and I do, again, as he's called me to do, I will bear fruit. And that is me just being me, exactly how God created me to be not anything more. And normalcy is, is such a strange thing because we can think, I just want to go back. But sometimes Jesus is saying to us, maybe how you were, and I think Nathan actually said that earlier today, maybe there's some things we need to not go back to. Maybe we need some pruning. <laughs> we are those branches, and in the same passage talks about those branches being cut off if they're not bearing fruit. This Shake up from normalcy might be a time where Jesus is pruning us. He's saying, you know those things that were normal to you? I don't want you to do those things anymore. I want to prune you so that you are life-giving and life-bearing as you are connected to me. That is a normal life. A normal life is one that is in me. And just remembering that is, I think, really important for us right now. So next we have... How does Jesus respond to our longing for freedom? This is John 8, 34 through 36. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. So let's talk about Netflix shows. <laughs> How many of you are watching Netflix right now? All the time. <laughs> or maybe it's Amazon Prime or Hulu or whatever streaming service you have. I find that um, when we have all this extra time, obviously more and more and more people are watching things like that. And I don't know if you get on those places like Netflix and you start like going through them all. You're just looking for something to watch and... You've heard this from your friend or that from your friend, so you start, like, I'm going to pick this. Okay, watch this. And I have this tendency. I, like, everyone's like, watch this one. So I start watching it, and I watch it for, like, 10 minutes, and I'm like, this is stupid. I'm not going to watch this. And then I go look for the next one, and you feel like, I mean, there's, I don't know how many shows on these, not on these streaming services, and, like, there's nothing to watch on Netflix, or I've watched everything. <laughs> but it's not true, obviously. <laughs> But what I've learned the most about Netflix in the last week is a lot of people are slaves to sin. And I know that's strange to be thinking about because, I mean, what are you watching, you're asking? Well, I think it's just because every time I turn on Netflix or something like that, they're like, watch this show about these people trying to get together, or watch this show about this person, um, you know, showing their... TV reality part of their life where they're trying to figure this out or there's shows like Love is Blind where people are dating and there's shows uh, where people, I don't know, what's the lion one that's out there right now? Lion King, King? I don't know. There's one with lions. Anyway, all of those and I sit there and I think, 
oh, um, what is going on with our world? And I know that this is just an expression of these people, and it's not like it's bad that we watch TV shows about these things, but the thing that it reminds me is people are searching and longing for something. They're longing for a really good relationship. That's why they're trying to find someone to marry. They're longing for to someone to be aware of their accomplishments. or They're longing for someone to just know who they are to be popular or famous. And I look at all of that and I think of this verse where it says, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. And it's not that as Christian we're better than them in some way, but I am thankful for the realization as I watch these shows or take a look at what's becoming more and more popular in the rankings, that my life doesn't have to be about those longings. It can be longing for Christ, and because I long for Christ, I am seen as a daughter, not as a slave. And so if we are working to be sons and daughters of Christ and not slaves of sin, our idea of freedom is going to rapidly change. Our world is full of slaves. And so we need to be living like sons and daughters in this world filled with slaves. We understand true freedom. We understand how to break away from those longings that don't bring fulfillment, that only bring disappointment or continued searching and longing for something else. And so I'm reminded that Jesus says to me, look to me. Be a part of my family. Focus on me, and you will be a free daughter, no matter if you feel trapped in a room watching Netflix every day. The last longing that we talked about was accomplishment. So how does Jesus respond to our longing for accomplishment? Luke 12, 16 to 21. Then he told them a story. This is 16 through 21. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. And he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And then I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. So, one thing I think we all have right now is time. We are finding, as we're in our homes, with our families or alone, with a lot of time on our hands. I mean... We really don't go around saying to each other, hey, what's your plan for the day right now? Because, like I said, it's like wake up, work, do Netflix, eat, I don't know. It's kind of silly to think that we have plans. It's also, we've just got time. And so I love this parable. I love Jesus' storytelling because he's saying, you're not going to get anything out of your accomplishments. What you need to do is to take time to have a rich relationship with me. So what I want to encourage us to remember, in this time when we're trying to accomplish something, maybe we do need to accomplish things, whether it's for our job, for our family, or sometimes we're just feeling like we're not accomplishing anything, and so are we even worth anything? 
Because sometimes we like to wrap up our accomplishments in our, and make that our value. What Jesus is saying is, the only accomplishment that matters to me is your relationship with me. Are you taking time to build a relationship with the Lord? That is what we have time for right now. If we can't do that, nothing else that we could ever accomplish would matter. We have time to spend with Jesus, and we need to be spending that time with him. That is how he sees things and how he wants us to live. He's a lot less concerned with our outcome and the end of our life than he is with the journey with him and with our relationship and intimacy with him and how he is building us to be more like him. So those are what I see as responses Jesus has to those five longings we're all feeling. I know there's many other responses in scripture, but I specifically chose those because they were Jesus' words, his direct words to people, and his direct words to his disciples and to others that he interacted with are to us as well. I think it's very important. So now we're going to go to our final point, our response to Jesus' longing. And now that we know how Jesus responds to our longings, how do we respond to him and truly long for him? How do we long to be like Jesus? As we hear Jesus' words in response to what we long for, we have to make a response. And so what I'm going to do right now is something that we don't usually do. Curtis White is coming up, and he's going to share a song with you. It's a song he wrote, and it's a song about longing for the Lord. And this is unusual because it's, I'm not done with my sermon. I'm going to come back after this, and I have one more point. But I want you to take time and really, truly listen to the song. Um, the words will be displayed so that you can see them. But instead of trying to sing along, I just really encourage you to take a moment, if you have a journal, if you have a piece of paper near you, or people near you that you can even mention these things to as you see the words come up, to respond to what it is that Jesus is saying to you right now about your longings and what it might look like to long for him. Thank you, Curtis. What I love about that song is that it talks about longing for Jesus' heart. And what's really important when we're longing to be like Jesus is to actually find out what he's longing for. What is Jesus longing for? Because if I'm longing for him, I should be longing for the things that he has for me. I should be longing for the same things in this world that he longs for. And that is where we get to this thought that we need to be longing for his kingdom to be realized in our own lives and here on earth. And I just want to talk about something that um, I'm offering to you for the next two weeks so that you can continue this journey of longing, of finding what it is Christ longs for so that you can also long for that. And like I said, we're on this together um, I mentioned a devotional earlier. Um, originally, this devotional was going to be on paper, and we are going to hand it out to you. But when it became quickly, um, you know, we quickly realized that that wasn't going to happen. We started turning it into a digital version. 
And so what's going to happen in the next two weeks, starting tomorrow, Monday, March 30th, through April 12th, which is Easter Sunday, is we've created a digital devotional that we're going to send out every day. It's going to go out in a couple ways. First of all, it's going to go out every day on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, you can just go to our City Church Facebook page, and that devotion will be there waiting for you. Um, we're also going to send it out by email, but it'll be sent out as a week. So, for example, you'll get this week's, and then the following week you'll get the next week's. So it'll all be in one week, just two separate, two emails instead of one every day. And the point of doing this is, is there's several of them. First, it's so we can turn our hearts toward longing for Christ as we approach Easter. Getting ready for Easter is something that's really important to me, just like getting ready for Christmas. And this year it just seems crazy because my mind has not been on Easter. It's been on everything going on around us. And I need something to help me remember Jesus each day and to long for him. And that's one of the probably the main reason I'm wanting to do this with all of you. The second reason is because we're not together right now. We're not in the same building. And we can do this together and be united in our journey together. We can every day be reading the same thing, talking about the same things, praying the same things. We can do it interactively over Facebook with other people or whatever other means. If you have people in your home sitting down and doing the devotional with them, um, the devotional is going to be filled with a scripture, a short little brief thing that I've written. It's going to have a reflection. Each of the reflections um, involves some sort of artistic thing, like going to look at photos or um, watching a video or, some, or something like that. And it's going to help you reflect on the day's theme and ask you some questions. And then there's some questions that prompt discussion and some prompts for prayer, what to pray about, and then some worship songs. Pastor Nathan has given me some worship songs to put in as well as my arts team, and so there's ability there for you to worship, pray, discuss either on your own or with those around you or via Facebook and Zoom. The other thing I'm going to be doing over the next two weeks starting tomorrow is at noon every day on City Church's Facebook page, I'm going to go live and um, We're still working it all out, but I'm hoping some of the other pastors are going to be able to do it as well. And it's just going to be 15 minutes from noon to 12, 15, something like that, where you have the opportunity to interact with me or one of the other pastors about the theme of the devotional that day. So we can be journeying together so that we can hear your hearts and you can um, hear ours and I can continue to tell you a little more on my heart. Much of my sermon, my original sermon, has gone into these devotionals. So um, I think it's just something that will help us all focus together on Jesus as we approach Easter, even though we can't be in the room together. So I hope you'll join us in doing that. This is not something to make your life more difficult or something to say, well, you have to do this. This is an opportunity. And um, you can journey along with Christ and search how to long for him better without my devotional that we're sending out. But this provides you with something to do that. And so I invite you to join us if it's something you want to do and are able to do. So that's what we're going to look at. We're going to revisit this week these five themes 
and more about what the scripture has to say about it and how do we find out what Jesus longs for within the things that we've been talking about. And then the following week is going to focus on Christ, his ministry, and his last days leading up to the cross. That week we're going to look at things like kingdom, humility, holiness, fellowship, intimacy, sacrifice, hope, and resurrection. And so I hope that as we all come together and we lay down our own longings, we respond to Jesus and figure out what his longings are for us, we'll be in that intimate relationship that David showed in the psalm of longing for the Lord, praising and worshiping him, praying to him, and him bringing us satisfaction and joy in our lives. So the worship team is coming back up, and we're closing. I won't... I wanted to get done just a few minutes early so that we could do some songs. I really think it's important for us as we're longing for Christ to express that to him. Um, and so there's about th- three more songs. And you're, please, please stay on the live stream and worship and take this time to really engage in that longing for Christ. The other thing I want to let you know is for first time this Sunday, we're trying to do virtual altar time, prayer time after the service. And so in the caption, in the video that you're watching, in the caption, there should be a Zoom link. And if you are interested in having somebody pray for you, you can click on that link. And what will happen is it'll be um, managed by the host of the Zoom link, and you'll be given to a different person to have pray over you, Pastor Joe, Pastor Joyce, some other people who are involved in that. So it'll be a private prayer time. But it'll be um, managed, and so just, we're, just bear with us as we're trying this out for the first time. You might have to wait a little bit, but we do want to pray with you. So if you would like prayer right after as we're worshiping or when the worship's done, please just click on that um, link below. Let's close in prayer and then have some time of worship. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're here. And not just here in the sense, as Nathan said earlier, in this room, in this church, but you're here everywhere. You're in every living room, bedroom, office, wherever people are watching this right now. You're there. You're here. You're with us. Your presence is so crucial to us. Lord, we long for more of your presence in our lives. Lord, as we start to lay down these longings for security, freedom, normalcy, all of the things we've been talking about. Please show us what you long for. Jesus, as you respond to us, show us your heart. We long for your heart. We long for the things you long for. And we don't even know what those are half the time, but Lord, we're, we're here, we're ready, we're waiting. Show them to us. And be with us as we journey together as a church these next two weeks to really understand your heart, to understand the things you long for. And then as we try to live our lives that way, we try to live out through your longings instead of our own. Thank you for this time together. We ask blessing on each person who is with us and who can't be with us. But we thank you for those who, even though I can't see them right now, I know they're there. And that is a blessing. And so we thank you for each and every person tuning in right now. 
may your will be done here on this earth. And may we understand what it's like to see your kingdom come to this earth in our lives and in the world around us. Amen.